ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا وبعد ايها المؤمنون عباد الله today's khutbah is a small reminder for myself and everyone else and that is that Allah is wajal have allowed it the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam before islam to be upon good morals and to live a life that the people know that he was upon good character that he was free from lying and he was a upright individual in society and allah azza wa jalla at the islam he praises his prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wasallam saying wa innaka ala khulqin azim that you are on the most highest and exalted form of character or he have the most magnificent character or exalted character that is pleasing to Allah azza wa jalla and also from the hadith that we constantly mention of the hadith of Abdullah ibn Salam radiyallahu an he said one day when the prophet ﷺ came to medina it was congested more than this and everyone wanted to see the prophet ﷺ when he moved out the way or when he made way and able to see the prophet ﷺ he noticed from the first sight eyesight that the prophet ﷺ was not a liar and that's the hadith that we always quote abshir salam wa at'im ta'am wa wasil al-arham wa salli al-layl wa an-nas niyam tadkhul jannah bi salam the hadith is collected by tirmidhi from the hadith of abdullah ibn salam radiyallahu an he says give the salams and feed the people and maintain a relationship with your relatives and pray at night when the people are asleep you will enter paradise in peace this is a hadith that we need to reflect on that the prophet alayhi salatu salam had the most beautiful form of character and that he from that he was not from the liars from that is the hadith of the prophet alayhi salatu salam that he was in the masjid all of the times outside of being with his family and a brief uh, understanding of the hadith a very brief understanding of the hadith is that a better one ab came in the masjid and he went to the corner and he started to urinate and the companions radiyallahu an stopped him in other words to cut off the urination because you are doing it in the masjid and the prophet alayhi salatu salam says la tazramuhu da'hu leave him alone and allow him to continue to urinate and the prophet alayhi salatu salam afterwards he called him over and he asked someone call uh pour uh gather a pail of water and pour that water on the urination in other words to clean the masjid and at that time it was a dirt surface and at the end of the hadith he told him 
that the masjid is not made up for this filth, but rather it's for the remembrance of Allah and the recitation of the Quran and to make the salat to Allah is a wajah. And in another narration, a man said, May Allah have mercy on me and Muhammad and no one else. Indicating that the Prophet ﷺ in dealing with him and knowing the situation of this individual, he was the most compassionate individual. Showing you that from us, we have to be compassionate with the ones that we deal with and we have to have the whole picture before we make a ruling. Hey, mu'minun Allah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam says, إِنَّ اللَّهُ أَوْحَى إِلَيَّ أَن تَوَضَّعُوا حَتَّى لَا يَبْغِي أَحَدْ عَلَى الْأَحَدْ وَلَا يَفْخَى أَحَدْ عَلَى الْأَحَدْ That, from the hadith that is collected in Muslim, from the authority of Iyad ibn Himar radiyallahu an, that Allah have commanded me to show humility and or to be humble. And, and two, one does not envy the other, and one does not boast and brag towards the others. So therefore, this knowledge, it teaches us to be humble. And Umar radiallahu anhi says, تَوَادِعُوا لِمَا عَلِّمُكُمْ وَتَوَادِعُوا لِمَا تَعَلَّمُونَ Umar radiallahu an, who was stern, and he was known for his sternness, and that he was Farooq, the one that distinguished between the good and the bad, and that if he was walking down the uh, street, shaitan takes the other path, knowing that he was known not to play games. And he gave us this beautiful advice, and that is, to be humble to the ones that teach you, and be humble to the ones that you teach. Therefore, it is upon us to come back to the masjid and to learn our deen. As Muhammad ibn Sirin rahimahullah ta'ala or Muhammad Sirin says, he says what? Inna hadha ilmun deen, inna hadha ilmun deen, fanduru amma takhudu deenik. He says that really this knowledge is deen, and therefore you should be aware of who you take your knowledge from. Therefore, Therefore, O Allah, we shall watch who we take our religion from. And we shall focus on those things that is going to aid us. From those things that are going to aid us, is not when it's summertime or when it's hot to increase in barbecues. And not to focus on that the aqiqah and the walimas are to be in the masjid. Because the masjid is not known during the time of the Prophet ﷺ, even though you can do it, it's not known that, that for every walima and every aqiqah, they had it at the masjid. But rather it's from us to implement the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, so that we can know how to deal with one another. And therefore, we have the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. And he says what? He says, حَقُّ Muslim عَلَى Muslim situn That the right upon another Muslim is six. And is more than six. But the main rights are six. إِذَا دَعَاكَ فَعَجِبُهُ If he calls you, 
or he invites you to his house, then you answer them. From this, or, or this portion of the hadith we want to focus on, is that if he invites you to the house, then you accept the invitation. How are you going to accept the invitation? Or how are you going to know how to deal with your brothers? How are you going to know that the best time to visit your brother? How to knock on the door? How to stand when you knock on the door? How you conduct yourself when you in? And how to eat and how you deal with your Muslim brother? And how the host should deal with you? It's 115 degrees outside. It's 100 degrees outside. It's 70 degrees outside. Or it's hot outside. And you go visit someone and they're going to say, Are you thirsty? Is this the etiquette of the Salaf? But if you're always having a walim as an aqiq as at the masjid, how are you going to know how to deal with your brother and sister in Islam? You don't know. Because all you know is that the walimas and aqiqas are at the masjid. You don't know that it's from the Islam to go visit your Muslim brother. If you don't see your Muslim brother in the Salat to go visit him. Or your Muslim sister to go visit. You don't know because all you're focused on, Walima and Aqiqa at the masjid. Buy some food, drop it off and that's it. How are you going to deal with your Muslim brother and sister? There's even etiquette in the masjid that we don't know. From, from them etiquette that you don't urinate in the masjid. From the hadith that we mentioned before. The other thing is what? You have to know how to command good and forbid evil. A woman walk in here with her orange kimar. Or orange and purple. How you going to command good and forbid evil? The Prophet ﷺ stopped them. Because they wasn't commanding good and forbidding evil at the proper time. Or they don't know how to deal with it. First of all, better one Adam came in the masjid. Meaning, he is not constantly in the circles of knowledge. So therefore, you have to deal with him in a particular matter. And it is proven. It was proven when he says, May Allah have mercy on me, on Muhammad, and no one else. Even though you can't restrict the mercy of Allah to two individuals in the dunya. But it indicates, it's an indication that what? He was compassionate with the ones that he deal with. So therefore... Come back to the masjid and to learn our religion. And those ahadith that we memorize and those ayats implement the salaf that used to learn their religion. They used to learn their religion. And from that is that they used to come in the circle of knowledge. And one of the individuals sat with Imam Ahmed rahimahullah ta'ala. He sat with Imam Ahmed rahimahullah ta'ala for 12 years. While he was teaching his sons the Musnad, and he did not write down one single hadith from him in 12 years, but rather he was taken from the akhlaq of him. Imam Malik rahimahullah ta'ala, or one of the companions, one of the students of Imam Malik rahimahullah ta'ala says that we are in more need of etiquette than the abundance of hadith. We're in more need of seeking the etiquettes and learning how to deal with one another and interact with one another than memorizing abundance of ayat and ahadith that lets you know that we have to have or display good character amongst ourselves and amongst the kuffar. Also, another companion or 
another incident as it relates to the history of the Salaf and the knowledge that they dis- uh, disseminated amongst individuals, amongst everybody, is that there was a person of knowledge, his name was Ahmed ibn Zuhair. Zuhair. And 5,000 came to his circle to benefit from him. And a little under 500 was writing down what he was speaking about. And the rest from the 5,000 was listening to him and taking from his guidance and his character and his etiquette. And نَحْنُ مِنْ هَؤُلَاءِ And also, the ones that are teaching, they are the ones that have to prevent the individuals from playing in a class and take knowledge serious. Imam Shafi, rahimahullah ta'ala, was sitting in the circles of Imam Malik, rahimahullah ta'ala, and he was in the back because it was congested. And the seat that he was able to get was in the back. Imam Malik, rahimahullah ta'ala, from the front all the way to the back, he saw Imam Shafi, rahimahullah ta'ala, who was his student. And he thought he was playing. And he asked him, what are you doing? He thought he was playing with his fingers. And Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah ta'ala says, I'm not playing with my fingers, but rather I'm writing down that which you are discussing. We have to take from the akhlaq of the salaf, because this is the thing that is going to raise us. Some of the ulama, they used to say, Al-ilam bila adab kanna bila hata. وَالْأَدَبْ بِلَا الْعِلُمْ كَالْرُوحْ بِلَا جَسَدْ That knowledge without etiquette is like fire without wood. In order to have a good fire, a blazing fire, you need some wood in it. And etiquette without knowledge, to have etiquette but you don't have no knowledge, why you are doing it that way? Is like a body that doesn't have a soul. So therefore, we're in more need of this knowledge so that we can uplift the Muslim community. Bismillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ba'd. From the hadith, ayyuhal mu'minun, ibadullah. From the hadith, of haqqul muslim ala muslim sitta, that the right of the another muslim is six, is from the hadith, if he is sick, then visit him. How you gonna visit your muslim brother? How you gonna accept the invitation of your muslim brother? How you gonna give the muslims his right? When our main focus in these days, in the hot days, is aqiqah and walima, and everything is done in the, mus- in the masjid. There are no interaction between, a, between us. We don't visit one another. We don't call one another. I'm talking about calling just to call and give the salams. Not calling because you need something. We don't go aid our Muslim brothers. We don't aid the Muslim community. How are we going to benefit and how are we going to uplift our communities? When we don't come to the masjid to learn our deen and take from the good etiquettes from the ulama and the ones that display good etiquettes. Anyway, 
Abu Ali and Nasabori. And he's Emin Mansur. He's an individual from the Salaf that he was with Yahya ibn Yahya. And Yahya ibn Yahya is from the Imams of his time. And he's the student of Imam Muslim, rahimahullah ta'ala. Yahya ibn Yahya. And he was also with Abu Zakariyah. He was also, excuse me, with Ishaq ibn Rahawi. And Ishaq ibn Rahawi, he died when he was 72 years of age. And he was also a student of Imam Muslim. Ibn Mansur was with them. And they went to go visit the sick. So as they approached the door, Ishaq, he slowed down. So Yahya ibn Yahya, as they are about to go in the door, he said, Taqaddam. He said, go in. Talking to Ishaq. So Ishaq said to him, you go in. Anta akbar minni. He said, you are older than me. So you go in. In other words, Yahya ibn Yahya. Yahya ibn Yahya says, Naam. Ana akbar mink, walakin anta a'lam minni. He says, yes, I am older than you, but you are more knowledgeable than me. And then after that, Ishaq went in first. Do we display these type of etiquette? No, wallahi. Even the etiquettes that we have known to implement, the oldest, he sit whatever he want to. It's not that. The one that have more knowledge sits wherever he wants to. So we need to learn the etiquette so that we can uplift our Muslim community. Also, Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu an, he came out. First of all, Zayd ibn Thabit radiallahu an, he made the janazah prayer. When he got finished, he got closer to his rod and beasts. And Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu an came and he took the strap or he took his rod and beasts. And Zayd ibn Thabit radiallahu an says, Khali, Khali. In other words, leave it, O nephew of the Prophet alayhi salatu salam. Abdullah bin Abbas says, no, this is how we deal with our ulama and our elders. This is how we deal with our ulama and our elders. Where are we from the salaf? And where are we trying to learn this? If we focus everything in, everything have to be in the masjid. The masjid have rights. And outside of the masjid, people have rights. And people have rights inside of the masjid. Even the Prophet ﷺ, when he was making i'tikaf, when he was making i'tikaf, his wife came and visited him. And the Prophet ﷺ put his head outside of the masjid. And his wife was playing with his hair. Letting you know that the husband and the wife have to be intimate. But there's no intimacy in the masjid. So the masjid have rights. So people have rights inside of the masjid and outside of the masjid. Inshallah, as it relates to this hadith, we will talk about that more in details. 
as it relates to how we should treat the women and how we should give them the attention that they are in need of. But the highlighting point, Abdullah ibn Abbas says, this is how we deal with our ulama and our youth, our ulama and our elders. And I like to give you two stories. One's from the per- people of knowledge, and the other one, he's an individual from the people of knowledge in our area, but he also is her elder. One of the individuals from the people of knowledge in Yemen, his name is Jamal Nasallah Yahfadahu. He gave a muhadara one day in Masjid and Sharqain Masjid in Yemen in Sana'a. And he says that many of the individual they have a misunderstanding of the religion. And one day a man married a woman. So the woman got out of hand one day. And he smacked her. Another day she got out of hand. And he smacked her. The next day she got out of hand. Her mother was there and he smacked the mother. So they went in front of a judge, a qadi. And they asked him, the wali. He's here. They asked the wali, why did you marry your daughter to him? He said, because the Prophet ﷺ informed us to marry them because a witness from him always going to the masjid. So the Qadi says, the meaning of the hadith, I'm saying, the meaning of the hadith, that the hadith says, marry, if they seek marriage, and you deny the marriage, it's going to be corruption. Huh? To the one that have good religion and good akhlaq. What type of good akhlaq do you have? You smacking your wife and then you smack your mother-in-law. What akhlaq is that? Come back to the masjid and learn your religion. Come back to the masjid and learn your religion. Another example from our elder that lives in Philadelphia and he's from our elder. That's calling to Allah and we ask Allah to have mercy on him and to increase him in knowledge. At this particular time, he used to work in a prison. And he gave us two examples of two individuals that were on death row. One of the individual, before they killed him or carried on with the execution, They said, is it anything you want to carry out before we carry out this procedure? Before, in other words, we execute you. He said, yes. So he called his mother over and he bit her ear off. And he said, I did this because you allowed me to do whatever you wanted me to do. The other individual, they said, Is there anything that you want to do before we carry off with this procedure? He says, yes. And he made two units of prayer and he hurried up. And then after that he said, I speeded them up so you don't think that I'm scared to die. Ayyuhal mu'minun ibad Allah. Go into the masjid from aqiqas and walimas and have it in a masjid all the time. 
you won't be able to deal with the Muslims and interact with them in a right way. But rather we should invite the Muslims over to our houses. Invite them to the houses and learn how to deal with the Muslims. Learn how to deal with the non-Muslims. Learn how to visit your Muslim brother. Learn how to call them. Learn how to deal with them. This is the etiquette that we are in need of. Yes, we need you to come back to the masjid. And all of us, from the one standing to the other ones, we have to come back to the masjid and learn our deen. Because even though the man bit this woman hair off, the bottom line is the parents are the ones responsible for allowing the children to go astray. Why? Because we're not teaching them their religion. Sheikh Saleh Al-Fawzan explained the main reason why the children are going astray because we are not teaching the children their religion. If we educate them upon Islam and teach them how to deal with the rights of Muslims and non-Muslims, then they will not rebel and they will not go astray. But the main reason that they are going astray, we're not in the masjid learning our religion and we're not taking it home and teaching our families. We ask Allah to return us back to the akhlaq of the Prophet alayhi salatu salam in the salaf wa sallallahu alayhi wa nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sallam